Hanukon. 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 You're listening to Hanukon Podcast, highlighting citizen Potawatomi Nation issues, members, and more. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Hanukon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Paige Willett. On this episode, we'll hear about the history of the now CPN-owned radio station as it celebrates nearly a century in operation, as well as a new program from the tribe's housing department to help CPN members become homeowners. The language department also tells a traditional story about the creation of North America. Classic Hits KGFF's long history spans from the golden age of radio to the present day. Since 1930, it has broadcast music, news, community events, sports, extreme weather coverage, and more. Citizen Potawatomi Nation purchased the station on January 1, 1999, and now houses the studios inside Fire Lake Discount Foods. General Manager Mike Askins said his mission aligns with that of Chairman John Rocky Barrett and Vice Chairman Linda Capps. They maintain that community standard and that sense of, of, of uh, public service. I find really important. That's one of the things that they, when they've made me manager, um, we talked about that. And I said, my, my first service will be to serve the community and the city of license. And they said, that's what we want. Askins is a staple of local radio in Pottawatomie County. He first took to the KGFF airwaves as a 16-year-old in 1976, making him a part of station programming and staff for 45 years. In addition to general manager, Askins serves as program director, chief operator, director of engineering, and producer and host of Mike in the Morning, the weekday drive time show. February 10th, National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. Cream cheese, all the ingredients are right here at Fire Lake Discount Foods. Changes in pop culture, multiple owners, and the dawn of television resulted in many iterations of the station throughout the last century. Its first studio was at the top of the Hotel Aldridge in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Programming premiered with the KGFF Devotional Hour on December 10, 1930 at 9 a.m. Much of the music, news, and dramatic and comedic programming were live and local for decades. Radio was the dominant source of information and entertainment in the early and mid-20th century. KGFF records from General Manager Maxine Eddy recount plans for covering D-Day during World War II in June 1944. In a memo, she wrote, To give listeners and readers warning that the news for which we are all waiting has come, KGFF has made arrangements with the OG Harp Poultry and Egg Company and the Rock Island Railroad Company for a whistle signal to extend for three minutes. This simultaneous whistle blast will be noticed to Shawnee residents that KGFF will return to the air immediately. Askins went to the KGFF studio with his father for the first time in the mid-1960s. He was an ordained minister, English teacher, and disc jockey at the station. And to me, it was magic and, you know, electric lights and sparkly everything. And oh my gosh, it was just so cool. And so listening to him on the radio... Um, I, I, I just there found something fascinating about that. Inspired by Saturday Night Live style sketch comedy, he and a friend began performing routines at local open mic nights where the KGFF program director heard them. We pretended to be two news anchors and we were doing, you know, corny, silly, strange, dumb jokes about local personalities and 
and places. As he got older, his part-time comedy routine turned into a full-time disc jockey job in 1979. Now, the joke is, is I, I've stayed in radio because I can't, I can't get a real job. Uh, so <laughs> that's what I tell people. But the truth is, I've, I've always enjoyed uh, the creativity in radio. There's a lot of theater of the mind going on there, and I, I enjoy that level of theater. In the early 1990s, Askins began hosting the Drive Time program, Mike in the Morning, bringing his sense of humor, news, and music to Shawnee and the surrounding area. I, I enjoy comedy. I, I like a good laugh, and I think that the world gets too serious sometimes, and people turn on the radio and all they hear is bad news, and I want to make them giggle. The original charter by the Federal Communications Commission for radio stations was to serve the public interest, which Askins thinks about as he fulfills his duties. It wasn't to play the best music or have the biggest contest or have the biggest ratings. It was to serve the community you're licensed to. And we've been licensed to Shawnee since 1930. The station began broadcasting local sports when it took to the airwaves. Ball at the 28-yard line. There's the handoff to Demetrius Beavers. Beavers up the middle and Beavers into the open field and Demetrius Beavers will score. 28 yards. It carried Oklahoma Baptist University's first Oklahoma Collegiate Conference football championship in 1940, St. Gregory's University's first state junior college basketball tournament finals in 1964, and the Shawnee High School Wolves' first state football championship in 1973. Askins enjoys working for a smaller station. He believes KGFF provides resources and information to people and businesses that remain unavailable anywhere else. CPN's purchase in the late 1990s matched the tribe's desire to focus on the surrounding towns. Citizen Potawatomi Nation, in addition to being the largest employer in the county, they still maintain that community service, whether it's giving to schools on programs or different organizations, Salvation Army, all these different things that they do in the way of giving money to programs. We also are here to give voice, again, to those programs. During Mike in the Morning, he honors a working person of the day, someone nominated for a gift card and other small presents from local businesses. It started as Working Girl of the Day in the 1970s to pay tribute to secretaries and other women who kept offices and businesses running. Askins expanded the program, and during the pandemic in 2020, the calls increased dramatically to honor frontline workers. At one point, I think we were, you know, we had about a three or four month waiting list earlier this year because of the number of people who were just, hey, don't forget to salute my friend here or my friend there, and we just, we just had a deluge of them. KGFF also provides local weather. The station covers the rural areas in CPN's jurisdiction, which Oklahoma City metro stations often skip. During spring 2012, a tornado touched down in Tecumseh near many of the tribe's businesses. While sirens wailed as the storm approached, Askins remained on the air and kept track of the storm. And I got a phone call three days later from a lady who said, I didn't know what was going on. Turned my radio on and I heard you tell me where the tornado was. She says, I literally stepped into my cellar the second it hit my house because you said, go to your cellar now. She goes, you saved my life. Thank you. She hung up before he got the chance to ask her name. That made 40-something years telling bad jokes worth it right there. KGFF has proved itself an asset and an essential part of the larger Potawatomi County community for nearly 100 years with no signs of slowing. Tune in to KGFF at 1450 AM and 100.9 FM or listen online at kgff.com. Find the station on Facebook, 
Twitter at 1450KGFF, and Instagram at KGFF Radio. Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Housing Department helps CPN members and other tribal citizens find safe, affordable homes in the nation's jurisdiction. With established rental and mortgage assistance opportunities, the new Lease with Option to Purchase program helps people transition into homeownership. Homeownership manager Sherry Byers said it was needed. This is for tribal members that are wanting to purchase, but not quite there. I mean, they're not at the very beginning, but they're just not quite there. This will give them a certain period of time to go through all of our counseling requirements. Um, so at the end of this specified time frame, they are able to purchase this home that they are leasing in 2019, she and Housing Department Director Scott George began developing the program. The first family with a lease with option to purchase contract moved in early 2021 into a home built by the tribe. Tribal member Ashley Garcia and her husband appreciate the Housing Department and the Citizen Potawatomi Community Development Corporation's guidance. But I mean, I highly suggest it. I mean, it honestly hasn't been hard at all, you know, just turn in your documents, do do what you need to kind of thing. And The lease with option to purchase allows participants to move into a new home built by the tribe under a three-year lease. During that time, they participate in credit counseling services from both the CPCDC and First National Bank and Trust and work to improve their credit scores. At the end of those three years, they have the option to buy the home with their lease payments going toward the purchase price. George said the program is about stability. The, the true experience of being a homeowner is not only having your own home, but it's the uh, uh, the financial piece of it that the, the, that you have something that you can borrow against in the future if you get in a bind. You have something that you can sell it and upgrade. You know, all, all those things are aspects of home ownership that uh, and some of these other programs don't exist. And so we wanted to make sure ours did. Funded by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, applicants must meet the HUD low income limit, which is 80% of the state non-metropolitan median family level and determined by the household size. The program is open to tribal citizens within the nation's jurisdiction, with CPN members given preference. The lease payments generally match those of a mortgage, with taxes and insurance paid from them as well. If prepared to purchase within the time frame, the leasee also qualifies for a $20,000 buy-down grant toward the mortgage. Buyer said in the end, the hard work is worth it. We want them to know that when they go into this program, we're going to be in their lives, you know, for this period of time because the whole purpose is for them to, at the end, become home buyers and be successful and maintain that home, you know, as anybody else would. So they have all the education and everything behind them so that they have, you know, that opportunity. In a few short months, the Garcias have learned from their sessions with the CPCDC and discussions with FNB's loan officer. They see purchasing the home before the end of the lease as a distinct possibility, and Seth said all of the CPN departments have made it a good experience. They walk you through the entire process, so they make it really easy if you don't know what you're doing, because we sure didn't. <laughs> yeah.
Built along King's Road on tribal property in Pottawatomie County, the five single-family homes range from 900 to 1,200 square feet. Each feature an open floor concept and cost between $100,000 and $120,000. The counters are cultured marble. The The homes also come with new electrical appliances, including a washer, dryer, dishwasher, and refrigerator, and large pantries in the kitchen, which Ashley was excited about. I mean, I feel, it feels very homey and stuff, and I mean, obviously we're going to be here for a while, and just a place to grow, and for her to grow up, and our baby to grow up too, so that's exciting. The housing department and developers also focused on reaching net zero energy while remaining within the parameters and cost for those who qualify. Despite the difficulties of reaching those specifications in rural Oklahoma, the houses use less energy than many more expensive homes, which George said was a goal. But if we, the, the, the whole concept was if you don't have to spend money on utilities, then you, know, you can spend it elsewhere, either maintaining your home or you know, on your mortgage or lease payment. The energy efficiency and new appliances were selling points. The Garcias recently welcomed a son, Fisher, and they chose one of the homes with a loft, which Ashley said gives them space to grow. They signed their paperwork and moved in time to celebrate their daughter Riley's sixth birthday in their new house. Ashley said it's a significant milestone since they typically travel for family parties. Just having something that's going to be ours and that we've worked so hard for is a huge accomplishment. To learn more about the CPN housing programs, visit cpn.news backslash housing. You can watch a video presentation about the lease with option to purchase program at cpn.news backslash lease vid. It's time for learning language when the CPN language department joins us to teach vocabulary, songs, stories, and more. This is the Potawatomi Flood Story. You know, most societies have a story about a flood, and the Potawatomi people are no different. We have our own flood story. So, long time ago, Benoe, how many of our stories start? Benoe, long ago, the earth was flooded. And original man, original man Nishinaabe was kind of out there, and he was floating on this log. And this is a huge log, so... He was floating on and a bunch of other animals were kind of standing on it or kind of swimming next to it and holding on to it. Those that could fly, they were kind of flying up above or they were maybe pranced, uh, you know, sitting on like a little uh, little branch that was coming off the trees. So all these different animals were there and they're just kind of floating out there and they look to the east to wetch Molkek and all they see is beach, water, far as they can see. They look to the south, you know, wetch now quick and all they can see is Beach, water, as far as they can see. And they look to the west, Wetchbekejmok, and again, all they see is beach. And to the north, Wetchkasenyak, all they see is beach, water, as far as the eye can see. And they're floating out there and they're kind of thinking, man, this is uh, this isn't a good situation. It's hot out here. Everybody's kind of getting thirsty. There's nothing to eat. Some of the carnivore animals, some of the, they're getting, looking like they may eat some of the other people on the log. I mean, this is not a good situation. We're not going to make it much longer. So, you know, original man, he kind of comes up with a plan. He, he says, well, if there's no land in all these different directions, there's got to be land straight down. At the bottom of this water, there's got to be some land. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to swim down there, grab some dirt, bring it back up, and start a new land that we can live on. So the rest of the animals are like, yeah, that seems like a good plan. The rest of the animals 
kind of grid of that. And uh, so first, the, the Mong, the loon, he kind of goes down there. And he's gone for a little while, and he comes back up. No luck. Shishibei, the duck, he goes down. Gone for a while, comes back up. Mukchako, the frog, goes down. No luck. Each animal, in turn, kind of takes a turn going down the water, and no luck. Finally, the uh, beaver goes down. Muck, he goes down. He sees that there's some dirt down there, but he runs out of air, comes back up. At this point, every single animal has tried. Good swimmer or not, they gave it a try. Mako tried. Original man, Nishinabe, he tried. All these different animals tried with no success. And so now they're kind of sitting there like, man... We're kind of at the end of our, str our, our string here. We're, we're, we're in trouble. And they hear this little voice that says, let, let, let me try. They're looking around. Everybody's like, where the heck? Where's that voice coming from? And they're like, I'll give it a try. And they look around. Oh, it's Jeshko. It's the muskrat. And just, <laughs> everybody just kind of laughs. Jeshko. <laughs> Cho, cho wee. They're kind of giving Jeshko a hard time, laughing at it. I mean, if the mighty loon, the mong couldn't do it, the muck chaco, the frog couldn't do it, muck the beaver couldn't do it, shishibe the duck, all these amazing swimmers couldn't do it, Jeshko's going to do it. I mean, if you've never seen a muskrat, they're kind of, a, kind of an ugly little creature, kind of a mix between like a beaver and maybe like a rat. Just kind of this ugly looking little creature and nobody thought much of him and he said he said it again you know let, let, let me try and so they're like sure why not everyone else has tried and failed we might as well go ahead go ahead Jeshko good luck everybody's like good luck and so he's gone for a little while a little while longer passes then a little while longer at this point everyone's starting to get a little worried they're like man maybe we shouldn't have given him such a hard time they kind of started to feel bad they saw some little bubbles kind of come come up to the surface, and now they were really concerned. Oh man, I hope he's okay. And, and then his little body kind of comes floating up, and they they bring his body over there to that log. And they set him up there, and they try to get some life back in him, and they see his paws just clenched real tight, and they, they open his paw up, and sure enough, he has just a little bit of dirt in that paw. Man. And he kind of comes to, and they said, and what ends up happening, they realize, he tells them his story. He says, this is what happened. You know, Jeshko started down just like all the other animals, was gone for a little while, started to run out of air, could see the ground, but knew that he had to make it. It was up to him. It was the last chance was, was Jeshko had to do it or nobody was getting no land. So even though he knew he was running out of air, he kept going, kept going, kept going, grabbed a handful of dirt, Start up as fast as he could. Started to run out of oxygen, just passed out. Floated up to the surface. And everybody was like, man, wow. And they took that dirt from Jeshko, and the original man had it in his hand. He said, well, I got, we got to put this dirt on the back of somebody. Somebody that can live on land and in the water. Who can do that? And they kind of looked around, and Mishike, the turtle, said, you know, Put that, put that dirt on my back. I'll carry that burden. Put that dirt there. So they took that dirt and they, they placed it on Shike's back. And right after the original man did this, kind of all the winds and all the dust and particles in the air started swirling around, just whoosh, 
swirling around. And that land just started to form. And a new land formed. And that is why today we call North America Turtle Island. And that is the Potawatomi Flood Story. Eel. Hey up in my eye on, hey up in my eye on head, For more information and opportunities with language, including self-paced classes, visit cpn.news backslash language. You can find an online dictionary at potawatomidictionary.com, as well as videos on YouTube. There are also Potawatomi courses on the language learning app Memorize. Hanukkah Podcast is produced and brought to you by Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Public Information Department. Our director is Jennifer Bell. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find what you listen to. We're also on Facebook at Citizen Potawatomi Nation and on Twitter at C underscore P underscore N. Visit us on the web and find digital editions of the tribal newspaper at Potawatomi.org. That's P-O-T-A w-a-t-o-m-i dot org. Until next time, I'm Paige Willett. Miigwech nikanek, bamamina. Thank you, friends. See you later.